0: A brief comment on the war going on in the Ukraine from my perspective. We have a weak, feckless president in Joe Biden. He is an embarrassment to me and many others that call themselves Americans. He is also an embarrassment to much of the world. And as such, the United States as a nation is also an embarrassment as well. But this is the man that the majority of the country wanted to lead us, a lying, pompous, evil, angry old man, more concerned with himself, his safety, his prosperity, and his will being done than he is about the nation, this once great nation that he now leads. Now, I recognize that there is no government in place that the Lord has not allowed. He, in fact has given us what we asked for and, frankly, what we deserve. And it is a mess. The country that once stood for morality, incidentally, that's God's morality found in his word. This country that once stood for that morality, stood for bravery and justice, is now focused on itself and its evil desires. We are more concerned with homosexual rights, the advancement of more and more abortions, public schools leading the way for transgenderism and godlessness and the silencing or removal of the voice of reason, the Christian voice. In the book of Revelation, we read this. This is Revelation chapter 18, verses one through three from the New Living Translation. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon is fallen, that great city is fallen. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture and every foul and dreadful animal." For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her. Because of her desires for extravagant luxury, the merchants of the world have grown rich. Now, I understand we are not the Babylon of whom the angel speaks in Revelation chapter 18. But I draw the similarity between that Babylon and the United States of America, which I believe is another type of Babylon in the 21st century. And how did we get to this point? We got there because those called by God to be his children here in the U.S. have sat on the sidelines for 60 years and done nothing to stop this evil from advancing. That's you and that's me, folks, we have done little to nothing in an attempt to try and stop these types of abominations that this country today proudly carries out. When was the last time your church met to pray for our country? If you say never, then why didn't you organize something? When was the last time your church cried out to God for every baby that has been burned, ripped apart, or starved to death every 34 seconds in this evil country? You say never, then why didn't you start it? When was the last time your church prayed that God would turn our public schools around to allow him to enter once again inside their walls and you say never, then why didn't you start something? When was the last time your church had a volunteer day to draw attention to the various ministries that may need your financial or time support and you say we've never had one? Then why didn't you spearhead that movement? When was the last time you regularly, week after week or month after month, gave to a mission or a ministry, either here or abroad? When did you, when did I do these things last? And you say, never. Then now is the time to change and step forward in God's power and boldness and begin to change the world for Christ Jesus. You know, we are so comfortable sitting in front of the TV and complaining about these things, but then when it comes to actually doing something about them to change the status quo, we can't be found. We have time to relax, to vacation, you know, to enjoy our three, four, five meals a day, to to party, to fellowship, and incidentally, none of those things are bad in and of themselves, as long as we don't forget God doing them, but at the same time, we don't have time or money to give back to the Lord's work. It's his anyway. The days that he gives us are gifts from him. The money that he gives us are gifts from him. And by turning our back on the needs of this, of our communities and this state and this nation, we will be held accountable for what we didn't do but could have. I'm sad to say this, but I envision destruction of this country if we do not change and change quickly. Obviously, that will take the Lord to do that work, but all of us should be praying daily for him to reverse the evil ways of our nation, bring us and bring us back to him and his word at all costs. You know, if we loved this once great nation, then it's up to us to change it. Who, who do you think will do this if we don't? Do you think those whose father is the devil will change the direction of this country back to God? Do you hope that those in government will do so simply because they are leaders? Most of them are godless, evil leaders. And sadly and shamefully, many of us have even voted them, put them into office, or we sat on our hands and didn't even go to the voting booth to vote for someone that stood for God's word. We are doomed to destruction if this nation doesn't change. And our responsibility is to stand for the truth of God and to work towards spreading the message, the good news of Jesus Christ. Our freedoms, the ones we have left, are still a gift from God. And if we don't change, he may very well continue to remove those freedoms from us until we become a a dictatorship, losing everything and becoming like Russia or like China or like North Korea. I want to read to you a brief message that came from a church leader in the Ukraine just a few days ago after the war had started. It goes like this. In response to the invasion, this Ukrainian church pastor is calling the world to prayer. And in writing for the Gospel Coalition, this pastor in Kiev, Ukraine, by the name of Vassal Ostriai, said this, quote, we have decided to stay both as a family and as a church. When this is over, the citizens of Kiev will remember how Christians have responded in their time of need. And while the church may not fight like the nation, we still believe we have a role to play in this struggle. We will shelter the weak, serve the suffering, and mend the broken. And as we do, we offer the unshakable hope of Christ and his gospel. While we may feel helpless in the face of such a crisis, we can pray like Esther Ukraine is not God's covenant people, but like Israel, our hope is that the Lord will remove the danger as he did for his ancient people. And as we stay, we pray the church in Ukraine will faithfully trust the Lord and serve our neighbors, End quote. Did you hear that? This pastor knows and believes that the church, the Christian church, the church that will never fail, the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against, that church in Ukraine will stay put in the midst of war, death, and destruction. Why? Let me read part of paragraph two once again. We will shelter the weak, serve the suffering, and mend the broken. And as we do, we offer the unshakable hope of Christ and his gospel. And as we stay, we pray the church in Ukraine will faithfully trust the Lord and serve our neighbors. Well, we can and should have exactly the same attitude about the church in the United States. We too should be meeting the needs of the last, the least, and the lost, wherever you are located, all the while offering the, quote, unshakable hope of Christ and his gospel. In this regard of complacency and apathy here in the United States, I believe we are lost sheep, people. We need to stop being conformed to this world, but through the daily renewing of our minds, through the reading of his holy word, be transformed such that we will do the things which are good and acceptable to our Lord and Savior. We need to allow the good shepherd to draw us back to him such that in all that we do, we do for him and for his glory. And it is never too late with God in the picture. There are too many examples in the Bible of God coming to the rescue of his people when they turned to him in repentance and humility. Yes, sometimes that rescuing only came after judgment, but not always. If God has begun to judge this nation, let's do what he's called us to do. Maybe then he will reverse this action of judgment. And then we can watch him work his perfect work in the world this nation, and most importantly, in our own lives. Now go, do what he has called you to do. Leave the world behind and focus on the fact that you are citizens of heaven and let that change your minds and your actions now and always. After all, Jesus wins. He is the King of Kings. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.